Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working nine to five. Good morning, Tallahassee! Yay! She's back. <laughs> it's Patty Wilson at Patty's Playhouse. I have Scott Cowart with me. We're gonna He's talk here. about we're gonna talk about hoarders for the full hour. Likely oh my, not, because that's goodness. a lot of hoarding. But no, but I thought it'd be a, an interesting topic. Interesting, yes. I don't. Know I that. changed it because we were gonna talk about realtor referrals and uh, where they came from and why agents get referrals because there's this big thing with Dave Ramsey cutting off, which I used to be a Dave Ramsey ELP person, and they and they're cutting off a broker. And is that legal? Hmm. Of course, it's legal. There's no transaction involved. It's you a can lead. Refer to I can whoever refer you whoever want. I want. But right. I want to cut them off. I want to refer you. Refer and this you. contract's very one-sided. So good luck with that if you try to do anything. But it's, so we'll do that next week. It's more than one side. It's definitely one sided. <laughs> it's two sided, both towards Dave. Both Ramsey. towards Dave. Ramsey. He's got to pay for that house, right? I wonder if he sold it. I don't know. It was like eight million or mm-hmm. eighty million or something. Correct. Same thing. It's a lot of referrals. It's a lot of referrals. I mean, he's a brilliant marketer. So we'll talk about that about Nate maybe next week. His collectors so are on point too. Hoarders, hoarders. Which I've never watched the show. Well, you should. I mean, I don't. I can't. I, only because Jeff watches it. I've seen if I've seen a few more than I'd like to. I thought you liked it. No. Oh. Six hundred pound life. Yes. <laughs> Not hoarders. 
makes me nervous. Yeah. It, I don't it like it. Cause that. that anxiety. Yeah. Because you don't know. Well, and the way that these people that come in and they help them, right? So they're very nice and like, okay, I realize you want this and okay, you can shoot. Like, I'm like, no, it's got to go. <laughs> like, I'm like, they need somebody like me in their life that says, I don't know what you're doing. That would be a this show. Is, this is crazy. That would be a show. Right. That's a better so, show. Well, so because I haven't seen the show, I've only appraised homes for people that hoard. We've sold does a few hoarding the, homes. Does the person that's helping them, are they a mental health expert? What are they? Yeah, they're some type of, um, I, I guess, social clinical, worker. Yeah. Psychologist. Yeah. And so they're super gentle. Yeah, and you know the way, right. It's just. Aw, Irish feelings. Right, but feel. nothing gets accomplished. So they have to have other people come in like their family, but yet they've not said anything for 20 years. And so now, now, now all of a sudden they're showing up and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It reminds me of Britney Spears' conservatorship that's yeah. coming up. Now the sister's like, I'm very pro my sister. The mother's like, I'm very, uh, this is wrong. Um, she's been under conservatorship for 13 years. Right. You you have forced birth control on her. And now you're coming out saying because she said she's going to sue you all and she wants you all in jail. Hmm. So maybe, yeah. But so now after 20 years, the behavior's entrenched on Correct. these hoarders. And the parts that I've learned about it is that there's typically something that happens in their life that yeah, a loss. It. it tends to be a loss. Well, a loss, a loss of a job. Yeah. Um, Some loss, yeah. a great loss. It's it's a lot of, it's it's a, an Comfort, event. Comfort, yeah. It's an event. And so they handle it by doing this hoarding. But it's not good hoarding. Like, it's just a bunch of junk. It's like dollar store junk. And I love a good thrift store. Don't we all know that? But I'm not buying any of that. They're stopping and picking up stuff on the side of the road, but it's nothing good. Value. Right, it's, it's just, just stuff. stuff. Right. And they're walking over mounds of stuff. And I'm talking about six, seven, eight foot tall, like a whole room. You can't even get in it. And then there's rats running in there and all kind of stuff. Like, it's really sad. Well, I'm Patty Wilson. This is Patty's Playhouse. <laughs> Starting off with a roll. <laughs> We're talking hoarders today. So I've appraised a few homes, and this is the this is the what I observe when I go in. I go in, and it doesn't look like a, a hoarded home when you are on the outside. It looks perfectly fine. Some you do. Some go don't. in, and it was newspapers. That it was he was a CPA, mm. which shocks me because you're usually so organized. And he was a single man. And I'm telling you, it was pushing through the ceiling like that one house we that's had in Corn. That's Jeff's mom. Like she kept everything Ev from the mail, like was, all junk mail. It was like pushing it through the It would go into ceiling. this pile and she would keep going through it, but it would end up back in the same pile. So it was just a bunch of. And you're not getting a loan because it's health and safety. And yeah. so when they see all of that stuff, which you can't avoid, you have to take a picture of every room. So I walk in. Oh, this was years ago. And I'm apologizing. Is he refinancing? He was trying to refinance. Mm. And he, I'm already apologizing because I have to take pictures. And I know I could feel, I'm a Pisces, I could feel his embarrassment. So I'm empathic, unfortunately. I wish I wasn't. But 
I could feel his embarrassment and he was apologizing. And so I'm apologizing. And I just, it was, I think it was my first one and I just was overwhelmed because I'm not a hoarder. So I'm overwhelmed with the stuff and it's just everywhere. Like, how do you take a picture? And unfortunately for most people, the, the appraiser has to take a picture of every room mainly to prove we were there. And then now it's, and this is probably 10, 12 years ago. Now it's to prove that there's drywall on the walls, mm. you know, because people lie. Um, and it, it was just horrific. And, and you could just tell I haven't cleaned up. <laughs> dude, In years. Dude, the, the kindling. I mean, it's just such a fire hazard. It's such a. A lot of times it's even like in their kitchens. and Oh, it's everywhere. Not, like I watched one. Uh, they were stacked neatly, though. Oh, well, he's an organized hoarder. He was there, an organized I mean, there's, there's people so. that are and, and aren't. But this lady was keeping, like, she would drink a protein shake every morning, and she would keep the bottles and just keep the bottles and keep the bottles and keep the bottles. And so her whole kitchen was, like, those protein shake bottles. But she didn't want to get rid of them. Because what would happen? I don't, I don't know. Do they ever dig deep into that question? I mean, they typically talk about what the trigger was so the clinical person is trying to help them decipher what that is because i think that really is part of the answer to it um but you don't really know why they're doing that type of hoarding like that specific thing it typically it's it's one one or two things yeah i mean it's just like or it's everything correct there are people that there's a lot of people that just have shopping issues, but they don't buy good stuff, and so it's just a lot of it. They just like the experience they, of shopping. And, they, and then they can't get rid of it, and they just have all of it because they spent a dollar for it, but you have 200 million things that were a dollar. But to me, you know, I have a weight problem. I am very open about it. It's got to be somewhat like that. About like you don't need food, but you eat it anyway. Mm. You don't need Powerade bottles, but you do yeah. it anyway. yeah. There has to be some sort of trigger in there. And I, I can't figure out what my trigger is. I've been to tons of therapy, hypnosis, therapy. I cannot, you know, so I, I'm always a big why. Like, why am I doing this? Because mm -hmm. you figure you have to know the why if you to don't be able the, to fix it. I think that you have to know the why, absolutely. If you don't, so, it will continue. Yeah, it'll continue. But I've been intermittent fasting and it's working. So I'm just letting that roll. I was telling John, Radio John, when we were talking about hoarding in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm changing the topic. We're talking about this. And I said, this is the first time in my life with intermittent fasting I've ever lost weight for more than 10 days at a time. Hmm. Because I would lose weight for 10 days and be like, winner. <laughs> then go back Time to, to celebrate. But I've been doing it for like almost eight weeks now. So what, what exactly is intermittent fasting? Oh, intermittent fasting. Do we have time? Or are we almost done this second? We've got a couple minutes. So intermittent fasting is the basis of your giving your body chance to rest. Mm -hmm. So you pick a set, certain number of hours. Women usually have a little bit more hours than men. Or it just depends. There's a, there's a book um, by Dr. Fung, F-U-N-G, and it's been very helpful but my purpose in doing it was because I have liver issues hereditary in my family and heart issues hereditary in my family. And my aunt's very sick with liver issues. And I was like, oh, this is hereditary. I got to figure this out because that, that is not going to, if I might die of a liver issue, it better be because of alcohol than because of fat. Like how long is the, is the time period? Oh, well, I chose seven hours. So I'll eat between um, 11 and six. Mm-hmm. And then I don't eat the rest of the day. Hmm. But
but so it wasn't really a weight loss issue. It was a, a inflammatory issue, just autoimmune. Mm-hmm. So that I don't eat from 6 p.m. to 11, and I have a timer. I have an app called Fastic, and it gives me a timer. Time, oh, food's down, <laughs> food's back up, and I don't eat. I can drink water, like club soda or something, but nothing else. And I've stuck with. It. I've lost you. a good two chins. Nice. Yeah. But that's what I think is like, it's very much like comfort for food. Probably. Something is going on. Probably. Stick with us. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. We're talking hoarders. Break down and cry. You walk on by. We're at Patty's Playhouse, and we're talking about hoarders. And Scott threw this song at me a couple days ago, and he's like, Patty, that should be our song. It really should be. <laughs> when we when we do our... Um, Commercial? Yeah. That would be a good one. To that would to. be a good one. You've got the brawn, though. <laughs> that, <laughs> make, that, makes, that makes you have the brains in both, I know. In both of those events. Nice. I'm good with that. I'm good with it. I don't mind it. Is that the first time you've heard that song, Bobby Brown? Yes, that's the first time I've heard that song. That you were moving. Really? Oh, you've not Pet, heard Shop the Pet Shop Boys. We've played Pet Shop Boys we before, but I don't think you've recognized it. Maybe have it's not. It's one of my favorite Did British. I type it? What was I? Yes. Yeah. I think it was you, but yeah. uh, it's a good song. Pet Shop I Boys. Make money. There's a Pet Shop Boys song with Dusty Springfield, who's a 60s singer. She died of breast cancer many years ago, but she has a great voice and that. When you said Dusty, I thought you meant a guy. I was Dusty like, oh, okay. Springfield was her name. She's British as well. Okay. That, would be, that would be Rick, of, Rick Springfield. She sang Son of a Preacher Man. Is, that's the guy. Yeah, d- yeah, Rick Springfield I mean, he was is a, singer. a 1970s he was also a soap opera wife actor. beater. Yeah. He was. He was arrested for domestic violence a couple <laughs> times. So I'm really good with that, saying it out loud. But he started out in soap opera. Yes, he was. And I got to see him in concert. I think I saw the t-shirt. Really? Hershey Park Arena eBay. Yeah. He played Dr. Something. Not Jax. Jax was someone else. Dr. Whatever. And he's Australian, too. Doesn't sound Australian. I know. But he is. Hey. Hey. So, (laughs) hoarders. We were talking hoarders. Yeah. They were talking about the relationship between weight and hoarding. And hoarding. And hoarding. Well, the comfort of it. It's also people that just can't say no. You, and you've like, mentioned before with food, like you have, if people are there and eating and you're there, that you would feel like you had to eat. I did. And I didn't recognize I, that. I, not the reason I'm yeah. divorced, but a big problem in my marriage, my first marriage, not a lot of big problems, my second, just saying, <laughs> um, was that when they they loved food and when... The family. And the mother and father always wanted to pay, which is great. But if I didn't want to eat, I didn't want to eat. So I didn't order. And so then they wanted me to order it. And then bring it home. And I was like, I'm not going to eat it when I get home. So I, di- I just didn't want to eat. And so there was a problem if I didn't want to eat. I could feel the problem. And yeah. it became a problem. Yeah. But if I'm I not, not going to eat, I'm, just, I, I'm not...
swayable in certain ways. And that's, a, that's one that I'm, if, if you're interested in this, if you're interested in the, the triggers, there's a book called, and it really helped me in my sales career, Psycho Cybernetics. I forget the owner's, the, the owner's, the author's name, but Psycho Cybernetics. It's a very good book. Very, very great book. And it, I just wanted to be better at what I did. And then it un- unveloped all of this other stuff. And I was Is like, Is that on wow. audio? Uh, I use it. I listen audible. to it on Audible. I've probably listened to it several times at <laughs> this point. But I think it's, it's, I did not realize that when I would go out to eat, you go out to eat with people that weren't in my family. In my family, I didn't care. But if I'm going out in a social thing, again, I'm empathic. So other people are ordering, I felt interior pressure with it. Probably didn't exist, but to me, it existed. And then I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea. Because well, sometimes could, it actually exists. I, well, it did exist. Right. Yeah, but I could imagine that. And I was like, that is a... So they did a study. This guy who wrote this book did a study on people and how they order and how they choose food. And I was like, this is fascinating. And then I stopped doing it. Yeah, like if I eat, I eat. If I don't eat, I don't eat. If I want to drink, I drink. If you don't drink, that's fine. I don't I don't worry what other yeah. people are doing. I'm I not, did. I just don't. But I don't anymore just because I'm aware of it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not letting this happen anymore. I mean, I don't mind going. So when I go out to eat, my right. food bill is like ten dollars. Right. I don't of mind like going with people who are going to eat. Yeah. Just, I mean, but you're going to eat more than I am because yeah. I'm not going to eat, and I'm okay with edamame. Right. <laughs> I'm good. Some with that. soybeans is fine. I'm good with that. So yeah, it's just being self-aware, and I don't think. Were these hoarders on this hoarder show? Did they live with other people or were they single? In most cases, they are single. However, oh. there have been many that have children, and oh. there becomes an issue with safety with the children. And so, most times, I think they're being called on by you know the county or city to which they live in because the hoarding has gotten out of control, or rats, or whatever is happening. Um, and a lot of times, it is people calling, you know children and family services because they're children and they're not being taken care of well and there's just mental problems all the way around when that starts to happen and then the family issues start to come about with it as well so many families and and our family everything i speak of is personal in my in this case so many families just permit horrible behavior yeah because they're afraid to offend and to hurt i don't consider it hurting i consider it helping well that and the fact that this the person that you're afraid to offend is not afraid to offend you no they're not afraid to offend or hurt your feelings and you're allowing this behavior this bullying and in, in fact to continue it's not bullying in a violent way but it's still bullying there are a lot of people that are, are just you know organized hoarders they have way too much they can't buy a roll of wrapping paper. They have like five hundred because it wasn't a deal, right? But they, but they have them packaged well or stored well or whatnot. So it doesn't feel as bad, but it's still problematic. I will buy more than what I need sometimes, but it's typically one or two, three rolls of wrapping paper because I can't decide. But I want to. But you're still going to use that, right? But I'm going to buy really nice wrapping paper they're buying just you know i get four for a dollar so let's have 500 wow. I'm, I'm not that yeah i'm not that either i don't have the space for it i don't either which and is, i felt which is like if thing. we ever left our little thousand square foot home i would just fill it 
I uh, would just keep filled. I mean, my stock room's filled now, not my fault, because the boxes of appraisals, we have to keep our appraisals for five years. So I have a lot of boxes. I don't know how. But that's just. I don't know how I unfolded all of my 1,000 square foot house in to a 2,500 square foot It house. is amazing. And it still feels like, full. It right. is full. I know. But, but it was really full before. I know. Really full. I know. It's amazing how you did that. It's, I mean, some of it has to do with it being open concept, so you, you can't have too much. There's not a lot of walls. But in general, I think it's just, you know, you got you to gotta be careful. Slippery slope it is. But you can't get a mortgage like that. You can't get a mortgage. I mean, you have to hope the appraiser does a drive-by. And that's one reason why they shouldn't allow drive-bys. Well, how do they take a picture of the inside? If they don't. Drive-by? It's a drive-by. So do they tell you it's a drive-by? Meaning The lender the will lender. tell you it's a drive-by. So I guess they know enough. Sometimes it's a drive-by. That people will be in what's called free por- free, pre-foreclosure, mm-hmm. meaning they haven't paid two or three months of their mortgage. Liz Pendens is going to be filed letting notice to the public that this home is in pre-foreclosure which foreclosure let's face it is going to take many years at this point so pre-foreclosure so you call them and of course they're i mean it's it's actually dangerous for the appraiser to go in the house at that time so we'll call them or they'll ignore the call because they're ignoring everyone's call because they haven't paid their bills and we do an exterior well that would make sense that's one reason. And so that becomes what's called a hypothetical condition. Mm-hmm. So you're hypothetically saying that, that everything in the house is working and functioning as designed. Likely not, but you're hoping that's the case. And then we put our license on it. Scares hell out of me. I would assume it wouldn't be. <laughs> I would assume it wouldn't be, and it may not even be in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's probably a, be- mean, a better way to look at it. It's it's a risk. I thought that's what you were going to say. No. Like, there's no you sense, are, there's no sense in going inside. To check the refrigerator because it's not there. (laughs) Or it's crap. (laughs) Right. So it's interesting that you're assuming that it's all there and working fine. I just have, I mean, I get silent because it's just, it's just so sad to me. But you can't get a mortgage and a refi with hoarding. One time I went and, so I go, you know where that enterprise is on Mikasuki? Yeah. uh, On Mayhan? There's those. Mayhan. Yeah, Mayhan and the Enterprise is there, like across Mayhan from and what, like Mayhan and Weems. You know where you you go up Mayhan before Costco and you have to, you can make a U turn, yeah, right into Enterprise. Oh, I know where you are. So back there are some townhomes. They're they're villas. They're one story. I showed flat. one there once upon a time. Okay, so I go to do an appraisal. This was an attorney, and there it was hoarding, and it was so bad he had bloodhounds in the backyard like eight or nine jumping like i'm gonna die so i go to the door because i don't even know if this is the right home like i can't even believe this is the right home and i go to the door and there were fleas like jumping out so i told my husband stay in the car like only one of us needs fleas so i go in and the urine and the dog and everything was just and he was an attorney like if you're gonna hoard it shouldn't be animals oh bad patty wilson <laughs> playhouse well, 8.06609 very fun music we are talking about hoarding
was on every varsity team I need a little attention just to forget you Even though tomorrow Welcome back! It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're talking about boarding, which is kind of depressing, I apologize. But in the end, it will be house talk with a happy ending. I hope. But we, yeah, so boarders. I think it really, I mean, obviously it affects property values. It affects so much people don't even realize. Well, and so I try. That's like, typically why people are calling on them because I, it's affecting other people. From what I gather, values. like Leon County code enforcement is not enforcing anything right now. Like COVID is pretty over. Go enforce it. If people call you about trash collecting outside their home and overgrown, come on. I don't even understand why people are not open anymore. The Jacksonville MLS. Oh, yeah. They're like, well. We joined joined the Jacksonville MLS board. It's called NEFAR, North Florida something, something. Northeast Florida Association of Realtors. We're not. They just don't want to deal with people. Exactly. I'm like, why don't you just say you're antisocial and you just don't care? And then I, like, asked five. I sent five. They said email us. So I send five emails over the same thing. First attempt, second attempt. And I always put it in the subject line. And the lady's like, oh, they have billing right now. So they're really busy. I'm like, don't they have billing every six months? Yeah. So you should have a system in place to maintain this. Oh, they have no, I have no sympathy for it. I just don't understand. I really don't understand. There's the job market's on fire, right? Can't get people. So everybody should be working. And yet, nobody's working. And these poor citizenry is calling for what the government is really supposed to be doing. And you're not doing it. You refuse to to, uh, enforce any tagging or graffiti. Go across the Winn-Dixie on Tharp Street is completely graffitiized, whatever that is. Like, awful. There's a Winn-Dixie on Tharp. What's the side of it? It's Tharp and whatever. I don't know. I've never been to it. Oh, you've never? I've not gone to it, but... Someone posted it, and I had to go see my son, and the, there's blue crap, that, and it rains, so the paint ran, so it's not even cute. Well, the Winn-Dixie has COVID every day. Nobody's but it's ever like, no one is doing anything to help anybody. You can't get the police. Stabbings. We don't know what's going on. Oh, let's just have stabbings. Unlock car. Left the knife out. I mean, come on. Do what the government is supposed to do, and code enforcement is one thing. And Miami condo is a big example of that. Oh, that's a that's a mess. I hope that everything gets stricter because that is such a sad disaster. So awful. Just absolutely awful because people are, it's money. You know, let's trim the fat. And, and hoarding is affecting, and I'm a libertarian, and you can hoard until you affect my property value, and then you cannot hoard. I, I mean... I only do it as shaking our head today. <laughs> it's just, like, it's hard for me, which is why it's hard for me to watch that show because I don't understand the way that that affects people and what they're doing. And so, so going back to the show, very difficult. So they have a therapist, social worker person. Mm-hmm. Well, let's call him Bruce. Then they have an organizer person. <laughs> My first husband was like that. His name's Bruce. So let's Bruce goes in and he's like, ah. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? So they send another team in. Is it a separate team? There's a separate team that is there that is responsible for going through the stuff, throwing it in the trash. I mean, most times they have to wear hazmats and whatnot because it's just completely out of control. 
So they're there to help, but it's often the person that is the hoarder that is intervening, saying, no, where's that, you know... They know do they know everything? No, they, they typically know a thing or see something or they're throwing away a bag, and they're like, let me see that bag, and they go through the bag. Oh, well, I didn't know that this piece of paper was in there. So now they have to go through everything in the bag, and so they stop allowing people to help them because they're afraid that they're going to get rid of something that they may want, which they want everything. Do they ever condemn the homes? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've not seen a whole lot of episodes, so I'm probably not the best authority on this, but it I've seen it where it was condemned, yes. Do they ever leave the home so other people could go through it, or do you have to wait for them no, to they're, die? No, they're there. They're present they are at present. the time. And then they show you the house afterwards. And? In most cases, it looks better. It's not great, but it's better. But that's a moment in time. What they really should do... It's TV. What they really should do... Is go back six months later. Yeah. Uh-huh. And see what that's like. Very scary. Because unless you fix the issue, I just think it's going to happen. Uh, it is. And that's why, even with my weight, I'm like, what's my trigger? Some A laziness could be the trigger. I mean, what is the trigger? And I am still am, like, interrogating myself to figure that out. Because... I, you don't want to go through a long weight loss and then have to do it again. It's, I mean, I've lost thousands of pounds at this point. Granted, 10 days at a time. You, you and Oprah. <laughs> 10 days at a time. Where's your wheelbarrow? Oh, yeah, with her fat. Remember when she did that? 60 yes. pounds. But she was doing that drink. It began with O, whatever that was. I don't know. Like It was like Oval Tea. Whatever that protein drink was that was supposed to be all-encompassing medical drink. She was. She had to do something she had lost. that drink. Lost so much weight. Not to chew. Yeah. But so far, the 11 to 6, 11 to 7 thing is not, it doesn't, I'm like, oh, I still have to increase my water. I mean, I've basically been doing intermittent fasting my whole life. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't really eat during the day. You don't graze. I was a grazer. I'm definitely not a grazer. I'm not a picker. I'm a night person, so I graze at night. I either eat or I don't eat. And sometimes it will get close enough for me to eat, and so I won't eat even though I'm starving because I know I will want to eat at a certain time. It's the first time in life I could cry right now that I felt control over my mouth. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It is strange. Yeah, it's the first time. I mean, but I do feel like sometimes if I could just pour salt down my throat, <laughs> like at night. I mean, it's I basically do. <laughs> I <laughs> if I just. Uh, Pour salt down my throat. I won't like have that craving for salt. Like salt. I still have cravings for salt. That's that's my. But I don't eat like I don't add salt to my food. So I it's do. all processed food. Yeah, I eat which is the whole of point salt. of like letting your body heal for those sixteen hours is so that you don't. Well, that's why they say like a sleeping ritual is so good for you, not only from a weight perspective, but also you know an energy perspective. What's the sleep ritual? the ritual is actually (laughs) sleeping so those that sleep like eight hours and it's the same eight hours it's like it's it's that it's the regularity of it and your body becomes accustomed to that so people people that work shift work or different shifts they have problems yeah it's just a it's a different your body has to become accustomed to you know this ritual if you will and so they say it's so good for so if you get 
five or six hours versus just do the same yeah, five or six you're supposed hours. To, right. You're supposed to you're supposed to do the five or six hours, or but they say eight hours is really interesting. The, the way to go. And I go to sleep from like two a.m. to eight. Yeah, so that's not helping. Eight thirty, nine o'clock. Unless you do it every day. Yeah, I don't do it every day anymore. I, I think that helps us. It's only when well. it's a really good show. But lately, I mean, since my dad's been in town, we've been staying up later for some reason, which is is I your mean, dad a night owl? No, he goes to bed before we do. But I'm I don't I think it's because we normally have our ritual, and so with him there, we don't get to our ritual until like two hours later. Oh yeah, when he goes to bed, and so then it interrupts your so schedule, right? So we're up later. Interesting. So it's just different. It is different. But it's we're like still, my granddaughter. We're still getting up at the same time. My granddaughters. And they're like, can we stay up? Can we stay up? I'm like, yeah, you can stay up. Of course you can. I'm staying up. <laughs> Don't tell your mother. Right. Yeah. That's not what we would do. <sighs> so funny. And I can feel it like when we stay up an extra hour. Oh, it bothers you. When I wake up, I'm more groggy than I normally am. I just wish for these hoarders this i feel like there's either it's becoming more obvious in culture like you see it more often because of the show i don't know but mm-hmm. i think i wish we could help them but i do believe it shouldn't be always so gentle there no. has to be some sort of pain associated to make them stop you're sure. gonna lose your home i think that's that's really the show something is happening that's causing it you're losing your home you're losing your kids and so you've got to figure it out because left to their own device, they're not Like for out. me, it was realizing, because I work on genealogy, my aunt, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. So it's my, mater- my paternal aunt, my paternal grandmother, and her grandmother all had liver problems. So I don't know if it's hereditary on just the female side or not. I don't know. We don't know because I'm just, we're not... The doctor, her doctor said she, he was going to do a study. So, so dying would be one of those pains. Well, dying like that. Right. I mean, I mean it's a horrible way to die. So that just fascinates me. But there has to be some sort of trigger to say, stop. Reminds me of the Bob Newhart show. This is Patty's song. This is Patty's song. Mamas and the Papas. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Stick with us. We're talking about hoarding. <laughs> oh, Monday morning. Monday morning couldn't guarantee that Monday evening you would still be here with me. It isn't enough to start a riot. Distort the light beam until Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson at Patty's Playhouse with Scott Cowart, and we are talking hoarders. Happy Saturday. Right? Yeah. Aren't you glad, I'm learning aren't you, glad you tuned in? It is. So that would be a great show to have us come in and say, Get your life. First of all, I'd, I'd need uh, anti anxiety medication. For what? For seeing all that. Yeah. I mean, I, me. I see it. I just, I would have the anxiety if. I was giving you good advice to get to your goal. Like if you're trying to sell your house, mm-hmm. you have all this stuff. And I'm telling you, you got to get rid of it. Yeah, edit. If you can. It's a nice way to say edit. If you can't, that's why I say edit. 
if you can't, that's a problem for me. That makes me anxious. If you can't get rid of it, if you can't, because I can't, can't, I can't help you help you. No, <laughs> like you, you, you're the one that is requesting the help. You need to take the help. We told a gentleman this week, and he listened. I know that was nice, and said you will make more money if you are not there. You will Truth. make more money if we're the only ones going inside of this house. Mm-hmm. And I meant it. Yeah. And I think he believed us because he's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And we do help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. We do help people stage and get their home ready aesthetically. And we do help them edit their crap. Because that's what it is. It's crap. If it was valuable, that'd be different. You'd I be mean, selling your house in a different neighborhood probably. Well, you can. I mean, I'm sure there are probably a lot of wealthy hoarders that have a lot of stuff. And still, it's good stuff. But it's the rooster concept. You can only have so much Chanel. You can only have so much of anything you know so the rooster thing is is, you know people will um collect a rooster and then the family starts oh she likes roosters so then everything's a rooster right instead of go to hobby lobby once upon a time and you saw the rack of the roosters roosters, and you got to get them like pink and black stripes like don't if you go into hobby lobby it's pink and black stripes pink this pink or aqua and white or beachy then everything's beachy then nothing is right right which that's a challenge for most well, it's a challenge for everybody. So you're hoping that this home, we're we're editing out, we're getting all rid of all the personal items, comes in. You want a new buyer to see it freshly. They don't want, they don't care about your stuff. I know it's so hard for people to understand, but they just don't. They want their own stuff. They're not attached to your house. They're not attached to your stuff. You are, and until a seller is prepared to divest of that feeling. It's really hard to sell a home. But that's where I'm, I typically am the one having these conversations where they're like, well, I'll get a pot. I'm like, don't get a pot. You're, it's the whole thing where you're just postponing a decision. You're deferring the right? decision. And the decision is going to cost you $250 a month. Are you willing to do that? Yes, I am. Okay, get yourself a pot. I mean, we've had people that do that, and then five years later, they're getting rid of the pot and everything in it. Because none of it means anything to them. They're using, their it's, life goes on without the right, stuff. Right, right. And it always does. So you don't need the stuff. You wouldn't be putting it in the pod if it was something you needed. I mean, sometimes you should be putting the Keurig in the pod. Not everybody wants to get rid of the Keurig on the couch. You need, like, remember that house we went to? This was early on. We were still at Alice and James. And it was that house in Killarne. And they had, like, eight or ten recliners. Yes. Q kitchen, the kitchen had been remodeled, and we wanted to box up her stuff. Mm-hmm. And she, I thought she was going to lose her crap on mm-hmm. us. And we were like, she wanted us to do it, and then we started to do it. And then she was like, it was like push me it, pull you from Doctor Doctor Doolittle. Yep, they moved out of the area. So remember that? I and do. she was oh. like, stop, stop. I'm yeah. like, we're halfway done. Well, you got to decide. Because nobody wants to see your Christmas stuff in your China she cabinet. She had Christmas stuff in her China cabinet in July. That's right. Like you, she had a lot of stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't like a hoarder situation. It was just a lot of stuff. It was. But she was very attached to the outcome. And until you're unattached to that outcome, it is really hard to sell your house for top dollar. The only outcome that people should get attached to is that check. And making the most money. Most people get that. Not everybody, but most I said this to a realtor the other day. If you can be have a home that's simply decorated, you will make more money. 
If you as a new realtor can learn how to express this information simply, you will make more money. Everything is about simple. Mm-hmm. It's about simple. Making the home get simple to get into, not double doors, not have a flow that makes sense. Simple. People are in and out of this house in 15, 20 minutes, and they're deciding whether they want to live in it or not. And they don't want to live in it with your stuff. No, definitely not. And it's no different in the end. I mean, hoarders is a very huge extreme of this, but you have to edit. We saw a home listed today. It was tons of books, tons of books. Nobody can see anything. You can't see if the walls are down. You can't see anything because it's just books. Books are pretty. But if you pare them down and keep them and move them, which is going to cost you thousands, by the way, then and people are very attached to their books, but the new buyer is not attached to your books. Correct. They want to see the walls sound. The home inspector, the appraiser, we all need to see, is it sound? If it's not sound, you're not selling it. Not now. Not after COVID. I said that a year and, what is it, three months ago. People, you got to clean your house. Because no one wants to buy your dirt. No. They certainly don't want to buy your crap. Well, often it's so overwhelming for people that they can't really see the soundness of the house. It's like you can't see the forest for the trees. It just gets so busy, which is often what when I'm looking at pictures of others, and I will say, get rid of this or get rid of this or get rid of this. It's because it's just too busy. Mine, there's a lot of stuff in it, but it's placed correctly so that in photography... It photographs well. And you look at the angles, like how are we going to photo this room? Like what angle is the best angle? Correct. Like I'm under contract with a house right now. It's a beautiful home. The pictures did not do it justice at all. We sold a million two recently. That, that the pictures also... did not do it justice. Yeah. And then when you went to it, it was... they're like, oh, this makes it more made sense. sense. But I guarantee you the that would a house got a not... lot more play. And a lot more money if they had had better had, pictures had it been... and taken down the red and white flowers off the wall. Correct. Yeah. You have a million two house, but you have a $20 wreath. It just doesn't work. It doesn't, tra- like doesn't you say, translate. translate. It doesn't translate. You can still see silk flowers. I mean, you have to, people buy magazines all the time. Why? Because it translates. I mean, they like the pictures. They like what it looks like. They like envisioning the fact that maybe theirs could look that way. That's really what people should be looking at. I know you have to live in it sometimes, and you want it to be functional. Yada, give yourself thirty days. <laughs> you say yada yada. I do because because you know the truth of the matter is that give yourself thirty days to be uncomfortable. It's just worth it. It's worth it. Hundred percent worth it. Well, you're going to get more buyers in the house. You're going to have more offers made. All of this all done. Otherwise, it happens like other estate homes we've handled where it looks great. It's fine. We price it well. And then the buyer's like, no, I want $10,000 in repairs. And I'm like, go pound sand. You're not getting it. I was a buyer's agent. I know what you're doing. You're not doing it. Not here. Then we have the free home inspection. We go back and do the repairs, do it again. I mean, it makes sense to do that, for sure. No. You think that the buyers think the seller's bound to you. No. I'm not afraid of it. Well, they think that, they. 
I believe most buyers, and unfortunately a lot of realtors, are guiding buyers accordingly by thinking that you don't want to start over. Mm-hmm. And that somehow there's a, oh, yeah. there's a cloud over it, yeah. which in today's environment, like cloud. that cloud, I'll that, take your cloud. But that cloud doesn't really exist in today's environment because everybody's doing exactly what I just said. Yeah, I don't, I'll take your cloud. That back-end negotiation cloud. is just... We've canceled several. I mean, I think there have been like and, four. And everyone has sold for at least, if not more. Because then all the repairs are on. And yes, you can go do your own home inspection. Sure. But nothing else will be done. Yeah, sure. Knock yourself out. Mm-mm. It'll do the, the radon. Spend $300 on a radon hey. test and you can have a radon of one. How hey. embarrassing. I, I wonder if... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many words so many words for radon open a window here's a word right i mean up north there's more radon up north but they don't have central air so they open the windows so it's not as it's not as an effect so many so many homes we go into right the windows are frozen yeah because no one ever no opens one, nobody them. opens it's too darn hot and now we ask and the humid. sellers tell us now which windows don't open well, so we can you, get them fixed unless there is like a, a paint can opener in it then you know we've had that we had a seller (laughs) we had a seller we fired right that had paint can openers glued to the window lock and that was their opener to the window pretending some of them had locks that were just glued right that's for the ones that they didn't glue shut (laughs) (laughs) see it's house talk with a happy ending every time patty wilson patty's white house 850-656-0009 thanks for listening take away my worries out today and leave